Get ready, you guys. This next session is for all of you super nice people out there. You're listening to Mind Manners, hosted by licensed psychotherapist Albert Nguyen. Albert helps his clients overcome past trauma, change their mindset, and accelerate their personal and professional development. This podcast covers a wide range of mental health and self-development topics, with each episode offering an actionable step towards a better you. If you're on a wellness journey, keep listening. Welcome back, everyone. I know it's been a while, but let's dive in today. We're talking about people-pleasing and doing some deep dives into the darkest side of it. So, do you consider yourself a people-pleaser? Someone who is highly agreeable, says yes to a lot of things, avoids conflict or disagreements with others. You're also the person that helps out and sometimes overextends yourself for others. You take care of everyone, make plans, and you're very generous, kind, and very nice. You are the person who will listen, provide a shoulder for others, and you do all of this without ever complaining about it directly to those you treat really well. This sounds like a great person to be around, doesn't it? I used to be this kind of person, thinking that this is the epitome of being a all-around decent human being. Culturally, growing up in a Asian family, I was taught to never talk back, never share my thoughts or opinions, never question authority figures and to keep my head down and be obedient and nice. Basically, be invisible and don't have a voice. This social learning and conditioning stopped me from exercising my voice, freedom of speech, and being true to myself and being honest with others. And most importantly, being honest with myself. And I know there are a lot of people who are like this. At the core of it all, We all have a deep desire and want to be loved, accepted, and feel good enough. It's a basic human need. There's nothing wrong with this need, and we can strike a balance in fulfilling them. However, we live in a society of overwhelming information and messages that conditions us to place our worth on how much likes we get, how much money we make, getting good grades, getting into the top colleges, the positions and titles we hold, the jobs we have. And sadly, many of us live our lives never challenging this. We live a life content with an identity and sense of self-worth, heavily reliant on our job, the shoe we wear, and the car we drive, grades, money, and other external and material things. And this drive is so strong that we will work to achieve these things at the expense of who we truly are and our personal well-being. It's easy to center your identity and self-worth on these things because it ties back to feeling worthy and valuable because we think that this will make others like us more. But people-pleasing behaviors causes us all to fail at one important task, and that is taking care of ourselves. It's worth noting that people-pleasing behaviors robs us of getting to really know more of ourselves, authentic expressions, and affirming who we are and what we stand for. 
And when you lose yourself in the act of pleasing others to seek validation, elevation, inflation of your ego, you feed an insatiable monster that really just keeps your self-esteem at an all-time low and keeps the real you trapped and locked away, unable to grow. People-pleasers struggle to be assertive, to speak up for their own needs and values. They struggle to set boundaries with others and have a hard time saying no, even when they are exhausted or tired and don't have time. They're conflict avoidant. So I had a patient once who was an executive at a top tech company and she was working full time from home, had two kids, one newborn, and was a caregiver to her dad who was getting older and needed support. Every day, she would manage being a manager at her job, a mom to her two kids, a wife to her husband, and a caregiver to her dad. She would go from meeting meetings to changing diapers, preparing meals, and back to meetings, thinking about dinner, cooking dinner, managing household duties, and then making sure she would deliver lunch or groceries for her dad when she can. And then make sure that her kids get to bed on time. So by the end of the day, she was so tired and exhausted that she just crashes and lounges in front of the TV for the rest of the night. And the next, everything repeats the same way every day. I was exhausted for her, just hearing all the things she was juggling. I remember also telling her how impressed I was that she's been able to keep things afloat for this long. She obviously cared a lot about her family and her role in keeping them safe and healthy. She would ask me, how can I make time for myself without all these important parts of my life fall apart? Instead of answering this question, I asked her a question back. My question was, how much longer do you think that you can keep up with this before you burn out? She replied, I think I'm already there. And it was true. She noticed she was tired all the time, irritable and reactive towards her kids, husband, and even her coworkers. She also noticed that her performance and productivity at work was decreasing. She had a harder and harder time trying to stay focused because she had a million other competing thoughts and obligations happening all at once that needed to get done. She was also growing resentful of her husband because he had a much more flexible work schedule than she did. So maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you're not that far in. Or maybe you are. My point is, people-pleasing can lead to one of two common outcomes. They completely burn out and exhaust themselves or the start, they start to experience resentment towards people or particular groups around them. The consequences of people-pleasing is ultimately a self-abuse and self-neglect. Your mental and physical health suffers. Soon enough, if you don't stop this vicious cycle of people-pleasing, you won't be much of help to anyone, including yourself. You might become depressed over time, and most likely, instead of setting healthy boundaries, you might choose to avoid people and situations just so you don't have to agree or say yes because you can't say no or disagree. So here's the thing. 
I've been there. I've been this person. And I've worked with many people who struggle with this. And I can tell you, we can change this. I had to come to the realization of one important painful truth about people pleasing. That I was training people around me on how to take advantage of me. And I was training myself not to respect myself as well. I was also losing myself to belong in a group and feel accepted. I was creating a culture where I can easily be taken advantage of by others, but it's not their fault. People can't read your minds. I struggled to say no or to be honest about my opinions or thoughts, so I kept quiet. At the end of the day, a lot of people liked me. Why wouldn't they? I catered to everyone. So let's clear this message and break that people-pleasing mindset. First, you can be kind and nice while still being assertive and true to yourself. Yes, you can hurt people's feelings by setting boundaries and saying no to things. But if you say things in a respectful way, you're teaching them how to respect you and your boundaries. It is not selfish to prioritize this. Please burn that into your brain. Prioritizing you means everyone else will get your best version when you show up. I often use the example of the flight attendant. They say that when there is an emergency and the oxygen masks come down, that you must put the mask on yourself first before helping others. So if you want to be as helpful and as effective as possible for those you love and care about, then it is a must that you take care of you, knowing that you have these important responsibilities. Because if we don't put ourselves first and prioritize our needs, others will not only not know how to care for you, but also eventually the things that we care about will fall apart. I've seen this happen. When we fall into anxiety, chronic stress, depression, it affects our entire world. So if you struggle with people-pleasing, let's start with simple solutions you can try today. Number one, reinvest and explore your values, principles, and what you truly care about. This is part of your true north and it helps guide you in certain situations and when you need to reaffirm and stand for what you care about and what matters most to you. Number two, start saying no to some things, especially when you really are tired and don't feel like doing it. Number three, set some clear boundaries with people by protecting your time and space. For example, if you typically eat dinner or work out at a, at a particular time, let people know that you won't be answering your phone during those times. Number four, make self-care activities a must and need, not just a want. It is mandatory that you schedule it in. It may help to know that people you care about depends on you to some degree. So to be your best, you must take care of yourself. As a therapist, all my patients would agree that they want me to be at my healthiest and best self. And to do so, I had to prioritize me. So yes, intentionally schedule self-care activities in a weekly, if not daily basis. 
It's not about finding time. Okay, it's about making that time happen. Number five, learn about assertiveness. The more you understand what it is and how to do it, it feels less mean and uncomfortable as it allows you to be real and honest with yourself. And people will begin to respect you and like you for you, not because you are a people pleaser. Number six, also something I need to address and point out. Understand that when you work on yourself and you work on transformation and change, you will get in your own way sometimes. So setting boundaries and being assertive is as important with others as it is with yourself. This requires you to catch your old behaviors and confront yourself and hold yourself accountable. Set boundaries with yourself and reaffirm to yourself what matters. The habit of being you is what keeps you being the same way. So you need to find a way to get out of your own way and activate the deeper parts of you. Now, these suggestions are just the tip of the iceberg. This is meant to challenge the way you think and help you explore how you're currently living. I talk about this because I deeply want people to know themselves more. I want people to be their authentic selves, and I'm often frustrated and saddened by the loss of identity I see in people. People who chase these external validations seem to become less and less aware of what they actually want and how they feel. This means they are less in touch with their own needs and who they are. And I'm here to encourage and empower you to reclaim your life. You are more than just your job more than just your grades, more than just a label or title that was given to you. But all I can do is dangle the carrot in front of you. You're the one that has to do the work. I know it may seem scary, but there is a deeper part of you. And in order to change, you must let go of who you think you are. Because most likely, you are a makeup of someone else's thinking. And what I'm saying is that you have the power to redesign your life and who you are from a much more true place. But the question is, what are you willing to commit to? Because when you consciously choose to engage in a new path, new habits that are in alignment with an, with an ideal or value, you're on a quest of being reborn. I truly want you to fall in love with your life again. It's time to be honest with yourself and others. It's okay, really. Let me end this with a quote I really like from Dr. Seuss. The quote goes, Be who you are and say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. I hope you found this session valuable, and as always, I would love to hear from all of you. Take care and I'll talk to you in the next session. Thanks for tuning in to Mind Manners with Albert Nguyen. We hope you found value in this episode. If you'd like to work with Albert one-on-one, -on -one, visit OptiMindCounseling.com to learn more about his private practice. Looking to join a community of like-minded individuals? Search Mind Manners Podcast Community on Facebook and join our group to connect with others on their wellness journeys. Finally, if you haven't already done so, 
please write us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and let us know you're enjoying the show.